Yeah, so they're looking at um, what they're calling mid-air haptic, which is kind of like, um, I don't know, what would you call it? Like radio waves, sound waves that um, okay. can, yeah. actu- can actually like project where you are using tracking and then send that signal, say, to your hand. And then your hand... I don't know, it must be like this fuzzy feeling or it feels like someone is touching your hand or your skin, um, mm. which is pretty insane, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Dude, all I have in my head is like the billboard on Ready Player One, like, feel the real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Ready like, Player One covered that, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they have some of that in there. Um, but dude, this is what makes the metaverse like real, you know? Like uh, we're gonna have so many cool things visually. What happens, you know, when you are able to feel, you know, while you're in these things. So like we we've, we kind of saw the early birth of this with like movie theaters because there, you know, there were, there are temperature you know, regulating theaters, and there are seats with, you know, sh- you know, shock or vibration. Yeah. You know, wind, snow. You know, th- there are like these crazy theaters out there that like mimic environment. So, like taking that stuff, putting it into like a bodysuit or some kind of wearables, like you said, um, it's just gonna be like insane. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, archetype? He I just am. looks it's at your, me and laughs. It's your face. <laughs> Is it my angle? Oh, I knew I, I knew I had it off. I knew you need I to get your off. best side. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to go up a little bit. And, oh, man. Shoot. I almost had it. Uh, so this is... Uh... <laughs> dude do i have to like go off camera (laughs) just can you do like the (laughs) elevator thing where you come up ready i'll introduce you ready (laughs) go down good like right down (laughs) okay welcome everybody to the metaverse podcast my name's archetype and i am joined by my host coming up in the elevator right now atlas theory what's up everybody welcome to another episode excited Dude, where were you <clears throat> you come from the basement yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's my uh, meta elevator my metavator we've just been playing around with like intros to the podcast <laughs> and uh <laughs> i'm hoping that's not the best one <laughs> It's the one we have. <laughs> we'll roll with that. We'll roll with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This week in the metaverse, we this episode, first of all, let's just like go into it. Um, preface it a little bit before we get into what we've been up to. What would you call this kind of episode? Like, this, uh, Well, uh, it's a bit, bit of a news update, really, isn't it? Yeah. 
little state of the metaverse, little news, yeah. breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. That all kind of ties in together. Yeah, we were we were talking about um having like a, a regular news segment, which I think we'll have, but as we started to dive in, there was just quite a lot to cover, wasn't there? So uh we're kind of thinking that this one is gonna be a bit of a news update. Uh we're just gonna hit on like some high points, not too much detail, but just uh, what's in the news, in the metaverse news. And uh, and for you guys to riff off that, you know, go and do your own research into the ones that you might think um, are interesting topics. Uh, but yeah, we've got we've got quite a list today, man. Some interesting Dude, there's stuff. There's some exciting stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to go into this here. But yeah. um, what is Archetype been up to this week in the metaverse? Ooh, I never give much detail, but uh, this week I've just been gaming, man. I've had a bit of a, oh. yeah, just like a little bit of a, a reset with my brain. Um, just getting a little bit stuck in the mud with my uh, list of jobs. And rather than be an adult and tackle them head on, <laughs> I've just decided to um, just have, yeah, a little bit of a brain break and uh, getting into some VR gaming. And um, Oh, nice. Yeah, got got myself uh, a Hotas set up now, and so I've just been exploring like different uh, space-based games. And with the headset Hell and yeah. the Hotas, it's just uh, it's pretty special, man. I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty spoiled. <laughs> I'm so jealous right now, dude. Yeah. I I'll be there someday. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man? Uh, what, have, what have you been up to? Well. I wanted to do more this week, I think, in the metaverse. And then I found a 40-minute long overview of new Harry Potter game footage, the Hogwarts game, and I kind of like went down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> but um, metaverse specifically, um, I guess there's a lot I can't talk about until maybe next week, actually. Okay. Yeah. So. No little alpha you want to leave there? Some little hints? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't think I can. Okay. No. <laughs> but you've been busy, right? Um, yeah, I've been busy. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Good. Very good. Yes. <laughs> so, um, looking at these articles here, you want to, like, dude. We kind of saw this beginning with Reddit, but PlayStation, <clears throat> they mm -hmm. just did a patent now about these this digital collectibles, which I think was the same term Reddit used, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you want to dive into this a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's quite funny. Um, this new terminology, uh, digital collectible. Which I, I don't have a problem with. I, I don't mind that terminology. And I, I understand why they're trying to do it. Um, but there's some yeah. there's some maxis out there that are saying, like, it's not NFTs, it's digital collectibles. <laughs> like, we can't, use the, we can't use the word NFT anymore. It's like a four-letter word. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, we saw it very successfully like um, on Reddit. And I think it's what needs to happen. 
um, kind of bringing in the state of the metaverse there. I think that we have some terms that um, need to be well redefined, but also renamed. Um, and I think digital collectibles coming from NFTs is uh, is definitely one of them because we've had such a harsh push from artists and gamers um, against that NFT term. So it definitely needs to be redefined. And I think people, it's kind of like slipping in there, you know, because yeah. we all know it's the future. It's just, it doesn't have to be called an NFT, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I kind of see it like people will start uh, adopting this name, but then it'll get shortened again <laughs> back to NFT yeah. or something else. But um, yeah, I think mm. the, the stigma behind NFT is um, gamers kind of see it as like a money grab, I guess. Um, yeah. But once they realize like you can either pay, what is it, $60 US roughly for a game. Um, once they see the utility and the fact that you can like on your assets and you're probably like mm. with some games not paying as much as $60, like there's going to be yeah. games out there that you can pay less. Um, I think once they see that, then they'll start to understand that it's, it's probably a good thing. And, you know, it, they don't have to learn like that whole side of things. Like if they want to buy mm. their digital collectible through like a Fiat on ramp through um, an interface where they have no idea that it's blockchain or, you know, an asset that they can take custody of um, leave mm -hmm. it on the exchange or the, the platform that they bought it from, um, then they can do what they want with that. But if they want to go like a deeper dive into it and realize, yes, you have ownership of this thing and you can get that off and put it into a, a wallet and, and hold custody and, and on sell it, then um, give them that flexibility and that option. I think that that would be a, a good way to approach it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Also, like one thing that just kind of popped in my head that I, I remember experiencing earlier on is um, coming from Pokemon community or really any collectible community. Um, NFT already has a place as a term because you'll see a lot of things called NFS slash NFT and it means not for sale, not for trade. Mm, so okay. like, yeah, coming in from like that collectible mindset, which we are going to branch into as we become, you know, a wider gamer community is that NFT is kind of already has a, a place, you know, mm. so we might need a new, a new one anyways. Yeah. 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 So. Agreed. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it looks like um, PlayStation, they've actually put out a patent uh, for digital collectibles. So that's always like a good tell. Uh, I know people like hunt, they're on the hunt for um, different companies li uh, listing different patents to sort of get the scoop mm -hmm. on what's uh, what's going to be upcoming. Um, so we definitely know like PlayStation, along with other big brands, are looking into this uh, digital collectible. Um, yeah. So it's coming. Yeah, for sure. Oh, dude, it is. Yeah. Like we know, we know it is. It's just like how it's <laughs> what, what the term is 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 yeah, open mm -hmm. for. <laughs> the market to decide i guess <laughs> yeah uh yes so what else is in the news man what else have you been seeing oh man well what i've been seeing 
<clears throat> from your notes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually, I actually did see this one on my own is like uh, Apple wanting to compete um, kind of in the metaverse arena. But what mm-hmm. I didn't see is this specific job listing, which mm-hmm. is <clears throat> for a 3D mixed reality world. Yes. Mm. Let's dive into that. What, what is Archetype thinking? Yeah. So I think that they've been, um, they've been recruiting pretty heavily. Um, mm-hmm. So they've been, I think they posted something like a thousand new um, positions. And um, one of them in particular was for someone who had experience developing, um, yeah, this 3D mixed reality world. So uh, mixed reality um, is another terminology. I think because we're in this dawn of a new era, there is different terminology that's being thrown around. And mixed reality, you may have also heard augmented reality or AR. Um, So mixed reality is is basically that. And um, what I find interesting is that these headset companies that are traditionally like a VR are starting to go for um, marketing their products as mixed reality. And we sort of got a glimpse of that with the, um, with the quest pro where um, the outward facing cameras on this headset uh, allows you to see in, in pretty good clarity, but then you can overlay like some, uh, cool graphics and, and have it either semi-immersive or fully immersive. Um, just a, like a flick of a switch, which I think is pretty cool. Mm. Um, you know, it's not, they're, they're so bulky. I don't know if people are going to be walking around the street with these things, but it's, right. it's getting there. It's slowly getting there, man. Like technology is going to get smaller and smaller until, you know, these things will be everywhere. Right. No, it is like we've, we've talked a lot in this podcast, but also off um, just like how big mixed reality will be. Mm. And, you know, these, this overlay of the, of the real world. And like you say, it's probably not these glasses. So like, you know, watching this stuff kind of, evolve is really fun but you don't really realize exactly how big the impact is because sometimes my mind is still like oh it's these big clunky glasses like whatever (laughs) like even i'm like that sometimes you know but like you're saying that's just gonna get smaller and smaller very fast yeah Yeah. like we we already know that Mm -hmm. there's companies doing um like mixed reality augmented reality headsets and glasses um Hmm. was it meta and Ray-Ban teamed up for their um, version of like the glasses with the, with the camera. Um, There's some other uh, companies doing some pretty innovative stuff. Um, But what I like is that Apple don't really come to the party straight away. Um, Right. They usually wait and see like what's happening with the market. And then once they do jump in, what they have is they have this global distribution and that's where, like, I think it's fascinating because, you know, we're starting to see these other companies develop it. But once Apple gets involved with their global distribution and their, you know, fan base of uh, customers, 
Uh, they never do things by halves. You know, if they're going to develop a product, it's usually like a pretty good one. So if they're looking into this, man, like uh, we can expect yeah. to see these in, you know, stores within the next few years. And then, yeah. um, you know, phone stores, like telecommunication stores and stuff like that, offering them just like they do with handsets, like on a 24-month plan. People will be upgrading all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they are really good at making the user experience like or taking the user experience to like the next level and making it just like a beautiful like lifestyle, you know, esque brand. So that is gonna be fun because that you know that is kinda I don't I'm not gonna go into it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have I don't have an Apple phone if that gives any hit, but I might need to get one. <laughs> if know. they had Apple glasses, would you would you partake? Do, are there also Android glasses? <laughs> 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 no, I probably would. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. I think I mean, once, once you see the utility of them, everyone will want yeah. some, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, like, it's already like almost necessary for what i want to do because we've talked a lot and you know apple has um some things in their phone that a lot of these vr apps um and ar apps are already using you know and implementing and these tools already exist um on the apple side that so i probably need to go pick some up (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so what else man um i'm seeing you know a lot from uh gaming companies um in these headlines one in particular is pretty cool um one i've been following is fractal so fractal is yeah yeah i guess um i would compare them to like a a steam like steam gaming you know they're sort of like a library of of different uh blockchain games um and you know they've got uh, I think it's over like 50 games on there at the moment. Um, they've done $20 million in sales so far. Nice. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um, yeah. But they're uh, they're looking to go multi-chain, man. So currently they're on Solana. And mm. um, the founder, Justin Khan, he's uh, talked about branching out now onto Ethereum layer one, which is interesting. That is he was uh, a founder of Twitch too, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think I do have some fractals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. But I'll have to go look at that because yeah, I knew they were on Solana, but that's really cool of like them branching out because that's needed, especially for their type of platform, you know. Mm. You know, uh, bringing that that accessibility to maybe people coming in for the first time who what to play and they don't really care about which chain you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. obviously anything in the ethereum uh ecosystem is going to attract a lot more people but um mm. from a practical side i don't know how that's going to work um you know gas fees and and um transaction speeds and things like that I'm wondering, you know, it was specifically mentioned that Ethereum layer one. So I don't know if they, they run on the Ethereum blockchain or whether they're going to 
you know, look to utilize um, Polygon or some of these other layer two um, protocols for their gaming. Yeah. That'll be really interesting to see what they use. I actually need to go mm. see, look at a list of like layer ones and twos on Ethereum because it's been a while. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff though. Yeah. <laughs> and this one is where like, I, I like the idea, like, oh, Fractal, I know that name. I know they were started on Solana, but like, as far as to what they're actually doing is like, I'm a little less, I can speak a little less on it. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Um, I got uh, another one here from uh, news from Shrapnel. Mm. Have you heard of Shrapnel? The name sounds familiar. Okay, so no, that's cool. Mm. Um, so shrapnel is one I've been following on the on the Twitterverse. Um, I haven't got into it yet, um, but shrapnel is uh, it's it's from a game um, company that's been sort of spun out of HBO, and they've oh. done things. Yeah, the, so the creators from that um, they've worked on things like Halo, Call of Duty, um, Madden, NFL. Um, so they're kind of big hitters as far as um, the developers and the creators go. And Shrapnel is, um, it's a first person shooter. And Ooh. from what I've seen, um, you know, Unreal Engine um, level of quality, um, but it looks like very different. Um, the camera angles and stuff like that, like as you're running, you're not getting that just straight view Um no movement it's actually the camera like it feels like you've got like a gopro on with your um, character and so you're running and you're like sliding behind things and it's it's a lot more immersive um which i think would be cool if it was uh if they eventually go to like a vr that would be sick dude and now that you're like talking about it i think i remember seeing a clip it probably was shrapnel from your yeah you know you explaining it but it looked real yeah like when i saw it and yeah. i was like oh wait that's a game mm. yeah it was definitely that gopro view yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i've played like a few first person shooters on uh vr and what i love about it is that movement um you're not getting mm. this like steady camera that's just like following the player um and the other thing that i love in vr with gaming is um you know you can't just go out and just rambo and just like spray a whole clip <laughs> and then one click one <laughs> button just reload and it's so easy um yeah the thing that i love about yeah like first person shooters in vr is like you have to consciously think about your bullet count and then when you get low mm -hmm. you have to think about getting behind some cover because the actual reload process is manual. Like you're actually doing the things like putting a new magazine yeah. in and, and loading back the bolt and um, it takes time. And so, um, you know, I, I love when companies are seeing like different ways to get more immersive with just the same things that we're used to because um, it adds such yeah reality to the whole thing, to the whole process. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. I really like that. I need to, I need to get some VR stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've talked about well, getting. I'll, I'll go. Uh... Yeah. No, go ahead. Yo, you've talked about getting a, a gaming PC. Um, 
Yeah. Are you still are you any closer to uh, deciding which one, what you might get? No, but I'm $150 even further away because I picked up a Sammy Banks today on the start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sammy Banks, yes. <laughs> you never know, man. That's no. a collector's item. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, but um, I was looking at some um, kind of pre-built that is made for creators using unreal engine 5 mm. so like i'm not too technical so i don't think i could like buy pieces and put them put it together so i probably will buy from like uh that was on i buy power so i might actually go pick up maybe something like that and then um yeah look into other vr options mm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's a hard choice um you know if you're wanting to get into gaming like it's almost like do you go the PC route or do you go like these newer headsets that are coming out? It's a, you know, yeah. It's a hard choice. It is. Mm. It is. Um, collectability. I might go by, see how much like the first, you know, quest was or whatever. Yeah. Um, and just keep it sealed. But I think like we were just talking about technology is going to improve so fast that like what is even being used now is not going to be good in like a year. Yeah. You know? um, so it's hard to invest money into the, the area. I will mm. have to admit, but I should just to get into some practice. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You mentioned but... like that collectible thing. Uh, I think I saw, was it the first super Mario brothers game? like the old mm -hmm. cartridge and it was still in its box untouched. And I can't remember the figure, but it went for crazy amounts. And uh, I think the dude bought, he bought it and then he got like a second copy for um, a present or something when he was young. And so he always just, just kept that second copy just like untouched. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it went for a crazy amount of money. So yeah, I like the idea, man. Like, you know, the original mm. headset, we're going to look back on it one day and just sort of like laugh, but then also yeah. <laughs> it's going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah. There mm. will be a metaverse museum where you'll have every iteration of the quest lined up and uh, behind glass. Like yeah. that will happen. For sure. You know, so yeah, just having that, I don't know. I've always been a collector. So I like, I'm lucky to have like gained that foresight, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but mm. I still have my old like um, Sega Master System and Super Nintendo consoles, and so every now Ooh. again, now and again, I'll dig them out and uh, play them just for the nostalgia. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude, that's so awesome. But um, oh. yeah, dude. Speaking of uh, old school consoles, um, Sega, they're in the news. Uh, they oh. are looking to do a blockchain game. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. So probably not the titles that we're used to. Um, yeah. So the the gaming company that um, is actually going to develop these this game is called Double Jump Tokyo. Um, I'm guessing Ooh. out of Japan. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're looking at doing a um, virtual cards and in a virtual field. So I'm guessing like a turn-based type style with collectibles. Um, 
And as you know, like mm. in Japan, like trading cards, collectibles, all those sorts of things, that's a that's a pretty big market. That's massive. Mm. They yeah. Dude, it's real life Yu-Gi-Oh! Like that whole show is like playing real cards, but then the projections, you know, of those cards interacting. That's that's stand that's gonna be standard playing cards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the future. Going back to like the whole you're talking about the mixed reality, is that what you're you're talking about? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And and I think in the show it was a hologram, so maybe that'll happen anyways but like the first step is definitely that mixed reality that ar you know glasses going on so yeah we talked about it right like the pokemon battles at scale like in a park where you've got these 10 foot pokemons battling (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) but what's cool is like you could scale that down and like if you're just in a an indoor setting you could have them playing like on a tabletop like with your friends Mm mm-hmm and it just adds, it just adds something to mm. it, you know, the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think like once you start going, it. It will, once you start going collectibles, you're sort of, you have much more of an, a vested interest in, in the mm. whole thing. Whereas if you just have yeah. just the game itself, it doesn't really feel as much like you're, you're a part of it. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I think, and I think that's going to be like the main difference and has been the problem with NFTs that I think people are starting to realize is like, you can't have an NFT to play a game. It has to be part of the game. It needs to be a free to play game, you know, Um, and your skins can change, your guns can change. That can all be NFT, but like, so, you know, early early day nfts were like hey here's our game we're building to play the game you need one of our nfts i just yeah i think that turns away it turns away people like straight away it's the whole onboarding system like i was having a look at a game last night um looked really cool uh it was on solana blockchain so that made it easy for me because i'm pretty native with all that sort of thing um, mm. went on the website, couldn't really work out where to download the game or how to play the game, jumped in their discord mm. again, couldn't really see where to download the client, uh, what I needed mm. to actually play it. And it took me a bit of messaging before I could actually find out how to do it. And it was using a different platform that I hadn't used before, um, to mm. mint the NFT and, uh, it, it turned me away to be honest like and and you know i'm yeah. not a novice uh it just i didn't have experience with it and so you know i have had a limited time to sort of have a look do some research and if it had taken me say 10 minutes to get into that game by buy an nft or just um to download the client and and to start there oh. and to test the game and, and to feel you know do i want to spend um half a soul or one soul on on getting into this game it turned me away to be honest and i think if they had yeah. had a free version of the game to play first see if i like it and then have some ownership in the game and and uh up mm. you know upgrade my character or weapon or something like that um mm-hmm. you know i would have been hooked but yeah it's just that friction at the start 
It really is. Like no one wants to go to million places just to play a game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's the game. You can download it and start playing. Yeah. And then you get attached. Like have things like guilds or, you know, careers or whatever. And you want your clothing to match that. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to upgrade. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the hook, right? You have the game free to play. You know, you are aware that if you want to, you can purchase NFTs. Um, but you have something in that first sort of launch of the game, that first tutorial or first like level of the game that if you complete it, then you win something. And it could be something very small, um, some sort of item, some sort of collectible. And it's like, yeah. if you want to claim this thing, like you need to get yourself this wallet or you need to download from this thing or you need to mint it from here for free or mm. you know something i mean like how quickly is yeah. someone gonna claim something if they think that they want it they're gonna do a little bit right. of investigating and work out how to do it i think that's the hook that's smart that's mm. smart yeah because after we like bringing pokemon into it after we go into the tall grass and we have that first battle and we received that free first Pokemon we're going to take our journey on, we'd go, we'd find anywhere to claim that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'd download a wallet for sure. Yeah. Mm. Now that's really, really cool. And there's also like um, companies that do it where you can send, say some Bitcoin to someone, even if they don't have Bitcoin. um, And then they get like an email or a text notification saying, Hey, like this person just sent you some Bitcoin. Like, it's it's yours like it's safe it's here and when you're ready um click this link set up a wallet and you can claim it so some you know that sort of thing you know people are already thinking about like it's it's definitely worth uh i think game companies looking into that uh for sure Mm. yeah definitely Mm. Uh, yeah that's that's the way speaking of like these games here I, i see that we have a few other points um, one of them being Unreal Engine 5, the new version was released. I've seen like only a little bit of it um, with a few Unreal Engine character um, creators that I follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I, have you seen much on this new release or really know what like the uh, the shining star of this new release was? Yeah, so this is um, 5.1. So this is the sort of next major update to five to Unreal Engine 5. So it's a pretty major mm. update. And so I think that they've just had a lot of feedback from users um, using the new Unreal. So a lot of it is yeah. coming from sort of like the developer side of things, not so much like what we might see as a gamer or might notice as a gamer. Um, mm. So it's a lot of back-end stuff um things like workflow um collaboration uh on on larger scale models so for example um my day job i'm a 3d designer and um i work for a luxury motor yacht company so they have like a a particular model of boat like an 80 foot like motor yacht and there's many different trades that are working in on that one model so in particular, I do like the interior, the the joinery, the the in, interior look of, of the whole thing. Um, and then you've got 
people like the naval architect working on the hull. You've got the electrical engineers doing all the systems and wiring. And so there's multiple people working on this one model. And uh, when you're talking about a, a, a file that you need to save, um, there's a little bit of logistics that go into the back end where you need to be able to have it so people can all work on the one file, but then they can all save the individual things. And then you can have like a live update so you can, you know, hit refresh and see the other elements that people are working on so that you can collaborate and work with. So I think there's a, a bit of work that's been done on that back end um, to allow for uh, gaming companies to work together in individual little segments and little sections of say a 3d world um which i think is pretty exciting pretty interesting um you know it's definitely an asset that works well in in my day job and so i think um companies are just going to get faster at developing with these new updates in unreal engine which is pretty exciting Hmm. it's really really exciting Hmm. oh man yeah, I don't have much to say on that, but um, <laughs> yeah, just just helping developers with that is is huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about in this episode? Yeah, um, I got two more points. Um, speaking okay. of speaking of Unreal, um, <laughs> there was uh, a news article I saw. I dismissed quite a few times because I thought it was just. Uh, a meme or a joke, but um, uh, turns out turns out it's real, man. <laughs> so I'm talking about. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Maybe you've seen the image. It's a VR headset, and it's got these three things coming out the top, and the headline reads like, "You die in the game, you die in real life." Oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I eventually True. clicked on it. I read the article. Um, it's yeah. pretty insane. So Palmer Lucky is the founder of Oculus. He's the one that created Oculus, eventually sold mm. to Meta. Um, and he, <laughs> so he, uh, he developed this thing and um, he says that he wanted to um, have it where you, you die in the game, you die in real life. And it adds a certain level of anticipation and um, <laughs> realism to the game. I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> so considering he's still around, I'm guessing he hasn't tried it. <laughs> or either that or he's just very skilled. Oh, man. I wonder how many people would actually try that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone with a death So it's wish. like these things that like shoot you in the head or what do they do? So I think it was based off something in the game, like the lore story or like the, the technical aspect in the game. It was something about like lasers or something that would shoot you. And he was saying mm-hmm. like he couldn't get that technology into this headset. So instead he just went with this small explosive charge. <laughs> <laughs> just shoots a projectile into your forehead. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know why you would make something like this. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess it's a, it's a good um, thought experiment, I guess. Yeah. Sounds great. 
<laughs> Rated have, E for everyone. <laughs> yeah, just have your worst enemy come around. Hey, like I got this new headset. Do you want to try it? <laughs> I got a game. Yeah. Wanna play a game? Don't don't bother putting it on like novice. Like that's real easy. Like put it on expert when you start this game up. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but on a more serious awesome. tone, my last uh, <laughs> my last bit of news is um, coming full circle. We started with PlayStation. Is mm. um, coming back to PlayStation. They have mm. um, something that they've been developing in the haptic world. Oh, yes. Um, so for those listening, haptics. It's um, it's sort of part and parcel with VR. It's um, a technology that companies are trying to work in collaboration with things like virtual reality and augmented reality. And it's basically just haptics is like a way of giving the user feedback within the game. So different wearables that might have the sensation of touch, feel, um, pressure, things like that. Um, Yeah. So they're looking at um, what they're calling mid-air haptic, which is kind of like um i don't know what would you call it like radio waves sound waves that um can actually can actually like project where you are using tracking and then send that signal say to your hand and then your hand i don't know it must be like this fuzzy feeling or it feels like someone is touching your hand or your skin um Mm. which is pretty insane man that's crazy <laughs> dude all i have in my head is like the billboard on ready player one like feel the real you know yeah yeah it's ready like, Player one covered that right yeah yeah they yeah they have some of that in there um but dude this is what makes the metaverse like real you know like uh we're gonna have so many cool things visually what happens you know when you are able to feel you know while you're in these things so like we we've we kind of saw the early birth of this with like movie theaters because they you know there were there are temperature you know regulating theaters and there are seats with you know you know, shock or vibration, Yeah. you know, wind, snow, you know, there are like these crazy theaters out there that like can mimic environment. So like taking that stuff, putting it into like a bodysuit or some kind of wearables, like you said, um, it's just going to be like insane. Yeah. It's like something that, well, it, Sony did say like that, um, you know, they're going to develop this for, for VR and AR and, and things like that. But they did say that there would be a market for immersive cinemas. So yeah, like it probably you'd see them first at like your Disneyland or some of your theme parks first. Um, like you were saying with the different motion and the wind and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, just imagine that, man. Like I'm wondering like in a game, like what would that be? Like for PlayStation to come out with it. Is it, have you got any ideas of what, what sort of applications they could use that for? Yeah, the shouts in Skyrim. You could just get blasted <laughs> <No>. <laughs> by something. No, um, uh, 
well, I can think of a view that I'm going to talk about on here. Um, but let's see what would be some good ones. Yeah, any type of like fighting game would be really cool, you know, mm. just to like, it doesn't have to be too painful, you know, but just a boom, you get a little hit when somebody's like punching you in the ring, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, when someone's yeah, tied you. The, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, that's. I was thinking uh, like, you go, ex- you go. Explosions. Yeah. Like imagine like you got like a rocket launcher and you like shoot this thing and depending on how far back you are is the pressure that you feel from that thing. Like just those little Mm. subtleties. Like I know you talked about being punched and stuff like that, but yeah, just some of those like feels and, you know, it could be as strong as like a shockwave that comes at you. But you know, imagine if you could dial that technology back down and you could just feel this sort of like a sensation of like a light breeze. You know, even that, yeah. even just that little subtlety. A trickle, a trickle of rain. Yeah. Oh, little raindrops. Like, yes. Yeah, just like a patter. Yeah. Mm. That'd be insane. Yeah. Mm. That could be yeah. used, um, you know, going into like, not even gaming, but like storytelling. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Because mm-hmm. you can trick your mind like pretty easily. Like, imagine you have the sound in combination with the visuals so you like you hear the wind and you see like some some leaves like slightly blowing and then you get that sensation of that mid-air haptics just like blowing on your skin just gently um you know it's a combination Ooh. of those things that trick your mind yeah oh wow <laughs> we could get i could go on forever in this topic we should sometime yeah, yeah. i've got it on our list man haptics uh, I would love to do haptics. Maybe we could do that for the next episode. Yeah, that'd be really fun. We should. Yeah, let's get into some haptics. Because hmm. there's a lot of use cases there. Yeah. yeah. But cool, dude. This metaverse stuff is coming. Like, we're getting patents. You know, people are trying to evolve, bringing it more and more to, you know, the real life and fast. Hmm. So the metaverse while it might seem like it's uh, on a downtrend, you know, um, maybe because it's also closely tied to crypto and that's kind of down right now. Um, but there's people working full speed on it. So it's going to just blow our minds. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, uh, that's a wrap. Great episode. I love that. Uh, I think we'll, we'll have to introduce like the news into our segment more often because there's a lot to cover yeah. off on. So I think a small little segment to keep our listeners up to date would be good. Um, and before we go, let's have our community shout out. Uh, last week was my turn. Yeah. We had Moby Wright um, from the AI world. Do you have anyone this week? Uh, yeah, I have to go with um, Meta Captain. So Meta Captain, I met through the Cyberfox project, um, and they have a website called Unreal Assets, which relates heavily to like everything we're talking about. Um, they build out, yeah, it, using Unreal Engine five and other programs, three um, D assets, you know, armor, characters, and so on, 
Um, and they're working on a game right now. I believe it's called Light Souls. But yeah, I just wanted to shout out Meta Captain. We'll put the Twitter in the description. Go check them out. Um, listener of the podcast. Always enjoy talking to them. Um, so yeah. It's sick stuff. We'll put some stuff on the screen, guys. But I actually will be going to Meta Captain for my 3D character and other on side characters as well. So I can't wait to get those out to you guys as well. Awesome. Well, um, for those listening, yeah, check out Meta Captain link in the description. Um, and also, if you want to find out uh, more from us, we have a website, which is mm. metaversedpodcast.com. And there you'll be able to check out all our episodes. Uh, we also have links to our personal accounts. So everything that um, Atlas Theory and myself are doing, you can get on there and you can check out what we've been up to, what we're creating in the metaverse. Uh, and if you enjoy this podcast, give us a rating, um, give us a like, get on our Twitter page and give us a comment. Uh, we're often posting on there and we'd love to hear your feedback. Oh yeah. Let's see you guys next time.